the darkness at thy speaking it was done. Welcome to sermons from Zion Lutheran Church of Gwinner, North Dakota. Zion Lutheran Church is committed to the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. The second reading is from Acts chapter 20. Paul said, For I do not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to the, all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock, and from among your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. Therefore, be alert, remembering that for three years I did not cease night or day to admonish everyone with tears, And now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified. I coveted no one's silver or gold or apparel. You yourselves know that these hands ministered to my necessities and to those who were with me. In all things, I have shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak. And remember the words of the Lord Jesus how he himself said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. And when he had said these things, he knelt down and prayed with them. And there was much weeping on the part of all. They embraced Paul and kissed him, being sorrowful most of all because of the word he had spoken, that they would not see his face again. And they accompanied him to the ship. This is the word of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. My friends, you may have heard it said before, phrases like this, well, that doctrine, it divides. Yes, doctrine divides, but ministry unites. Or you may have heard it spoken before, we should avoid doctrine at all costs because it can easily cause divisions among Christians and God desires Christians to be completely united. Or there is this saying, Of course doctrine is important, but God cares far more about our deeds than our creeds. Now, what is common among all of these sayings is this, the church should avoid doctrine or at least hush it at all costs. And if doctrine is diminished, then and only then can the church be ready to let the good times roll. Indeed, what is common among all of these sayings is to suppress, to hold that doctrine down. Now, while eliminating doctrine or de-emphasizing it may seem like a good plan, this plan becomes unraveled when the wolves come to attack the church. Yes, when the wolves come to attack the church. Yes, it may sound like a good idea for a church to get rid of doctrine for the sake of helping everyone get along, However, the truth of the matter is this, and I cannot emphasize this enough, stripping doctrine from the church and stripping doctrine out of the church leaves the church powerless and defenseless in the face of savage wolves. But who are these wolves exactly? Who do they represent? These wolves that we heard about in our 
gospel lesson from Matthew and the book of Acts. Are these wolves dangerous people who physically attack Christianity and Christians themselves? Wolves like the first century emperor named Nero, who actually seized Christians and burned them alive for the sake of cruelty to light up the city of Rome at night. Is this the wolves that are spoken of in our readings from today? Or maybe these wolves are the old 20th century Communist Party in the Soviet Union who suppress and persecuted Christians while encouraging atheism. How about this? Could these wolves represent Kim Jong-un of North Korea who sends Christians to prison camps and the death penalty? Is he a wolf? Now, on the other hand, maybe these wolves are not violent men that we just described, but possibly these wolves are more like the Oregon Bureau of Labor and Industry, which is a real entity, who has recently fined Christian bakers hundreds of thousands of dollars for not baking same-sex wedding cakes. Or, maybe these wolves are like the ACLU group who is helping sue a florist for not making an arrangement for a same-sex wedding. Now, considering all of these people and examples, the question that we have before us is, are these individuals wolves that threaten Christianity? My friends, the surprising answer is this. No, they are not. No, they are not. These people and groups are not, I repeat, they are not the wolves that are being talked about in today's gospel reading and the reading from the book of Acts. You see, in the grand scheme of things, the people and situations that I just mentioned are not that dangerous, believe it or not. They are not that dangerous. Now, do not get me wrong when I say that they are not dangerous. I do not mean to diminish, by no means, I do not mean to diminish the terrible persecution that has existed and continues towards Christians abroad and throughout the history of the church. That is to say, there are indeed regimes and entities and persons that can kill you and take your money because you are simply a Christian. But as we know, these entities and persons cannot take your souls. You see, the point is this. People who physically attack and persecute the church are bad enough. However, they are easily recognizable by even the simplest of Christians. Just a simple examination of the Emperor Nero or Kim Jong-un by simply looking at them or Stalin of that communist party. Just one simple look at them, one will be able to recognize them for what they are, and that is this, enemies and persecutors of Christianity. Indeed. However, these are not the wolves. I repeat, they are not the wolves mentioned in our reading from today. For the wolves that are mentioned are those who actually twist and distort and pervert Christian doctrine. The wolves that we are concerned with from our readings today are false teachers. False pastors who look friendly, look pious, and look faithful, but are actually destroying souls. And what makes these wolves so dangerous is not that they destroy bodies or drain wallets, but that they destroy souls and plunge people into the abyss of hell. But you may be saying to yourself, how can these wolves be so dangerous? What on earth makes them so powerful to be able to plunge a soul into the abyss? There are actually two reasons. 
First, they come in sheep's clothing. They come disguised as messengers of light with pious talk, veiled with religious gestures, and covered with reverent-looking clothing. Indeed, wolves in sheep's clothing. Second, they come into the church with a message that sounds Christian, but make no mistake, it is a message that has been twisted, it is a message that has been perverted and distorted ever so slightly. Indeed, the wolves, dressed as sheep, will enter and pop up within the church, proclaiming a message that sounds very Christian, looks very pious, but in reality it is twisted and perverted. You see, that is the way that it typically goes with heresy and false teaching. Blatant false teaching and obvious false teachers are easy to pick out, but those dressed in sheep's clothing and those who have taken the genuine message of Christianity and twisted it into falsehood, well, those are more difficult to spot. And make no mistake about it, my friends, a small twist of doctrine is not something that we should quickly dismiss For only one thing, I repeat, only one thing of false doctrine may cause faith to bleed to death. This is why churches, my friends, who have exchanged doctrine, the teaching of the word, churches who have exchanged doctrine and the teaching of the word for entertainment, or churches who have removed doctrine entirely from their church for the sake of not offending anyone are so susceptible and vulnerable in our modern day and age. In other words, Christians and churches who have no doctrine have set themselves up for failure and deception. By throwing out Christian doctrine, they have thrown out the discernment of God's word that would otherwise protect them from the wolves seeking to devour them. Tragically, these churches will not endure, they will not make it, they will not make it to the end, but will be gobbled up, Indeed, they will not endure against wolves and false doctrine, but their souls will be destroyed as they are drawn into falsehoods, lies, and deception. You see, wolves, they love to feast upon flighty, unaware, daydreaming, and playful little sheep. They love to sneak up on them and devour them. Now, in the face of this danger, you may find yourself a bit uneasy. You may find yourself worried about the possibility of being caught off guard by a wolf yourself, for there are indeed hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of wolves in the North American church at large. Now, if you are uneasy, which I was when I studied this myself, if you are uneasy, then I want to say this to you, that is very good. It is good that you're uneasy at this point, and it is good that you might be caught off guard and that you find yourself pondering this text. It is good because God's word has actually gotten your attention like it is supposed to do. The word comes at us and tells us to be aware, to be ready, to be aware of what is going on. You see, the Apostle Paul, he clearly gives us an answer how to respond. And that is this, that the only logical thing to do is to keep our eyes wide open. Yes, the Apostle Paul commends the pastors the pastors of the church, to pay attention, to be alert. And that exhortation to be alert can equally be applied to us. Indeed, the call for us as a church, the call for me as a pastor, the call for all of us together is to wake up. 
Sleeping and dreamy sheep do not stand a chance against the wolves. This life, my friends, is not a peaceful walk on the beach. And being a Christian is not rose petals and pumpkin pie. No, being a Christian means that you and I are sheep of Jesus. That we are sheep of Jesus, bought and purchased by his own blood. Which means that you and I have targets on our back. Targets on our back for wolves. Wolves doing the work of Satan. But is that it, you may say to yourself? Are we to simply be alert and wake, knowing now that there are wolves out there? Are we to simply be alert and wake to help us spot the wolves? It seems that there needs to be something else to actually defend us from these wolves. And you are right. In our reading from the book of Acts, the Apostle Paul not only calls for alertness, But he also commends them to God and his word of grace. Paul, he commends them to the one who is able to build them up, the one who purchased them by his own blood on that cross, Christ Jesus and his word. Indeed, Paul commends them to God's word so that they would be built up. This building up is not an increase in pious and pleasant religious talk. This building up does not consist of accumulating Bible trivia points, but it is an actual increase, an unfolding of the whole Christian life. It is an increase in knowledge and wisdom and discernment and being captivated by God's word, God's teaching in his Bible, being captivated by his doctrine. And now, my friends, we're beginning to see the importance of God's word, God's doctrine. In other words, the only way a person can pick out a wolf and the only way a person can fend off wolves is by being in God's care where the word is present, building up the flock. Yes, building up the flock. Now, dear friends, this is why we do what we do here at Zion Lutheran Church, believe it or not. Sure, we come to this church for fellowship and friendship, which is wonderful and blessed and amazing. However, fellowship and friendship can easily happen at other places. In other words, one does not need to come to church for social and entertainment reasons, but rather we come to this church because we have been commended to God in our baptisms so that we might continually receive his word. And we receive his word, his doctrine, so that we will not be blown around by every wind of false doctrine. In other words, the reason why we have Sunday school, the reason why we have Sunday adult Bible study, the reason why we have Wednesday studies, LWML, confirmation, email devotionals, blog posts, and on and on and on, are for you, yes, for each and every one of you, to know our Christian doctrine For if we do not know what we stand for, we will fall for anything. Indeed, all of these ministries here at Zion are intended to deliver to you God's word of grace, God's good doctrine, so that you will not be a reed blowing in the wind by every false teaching in the world. God's word, his good and right doctrine is here in this church for you so that you do not have to be bouncing up and down on the waves of culture's fads. God's word, his good doctrine is here in this church for you so that you can be built up spiritually in this life against the false teachers and the false ideas being promoted by wolves.
Dear saints, blessed saints, please do not neglect God's word. Please do not become lethargic with the word or apathetic to God's word. For it is only in God's word, it is only God's word that can break falsehood into a thousand pieces. That is right. God's word is like a hammer. It is like a hammer that shatters the lies of the wolves. And it is done for you. God's word, it actually burns up falsehood for you. God's word unravels twisted lies for you. God's word reveals the perversions and distortions of false teaching for you. Baptized, blessed saints of Zion, wake up. Be alert. Be aware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. Be alert that deception has its strength in disguising itself as truth. Do not listen to the empty words of false prophets filling people with vain and empty hope. Do not forsake God's word. Do not despise God's good doctrine, but remain. Yes, remain in the Lord's rest and his care where you will be built up and taught in God's word. His word of grace, his word of grace for this present day and for the inheritance of the life to come. You've been purchased by the good shepherd, by his own blood. He has claimed each and every one of you. You belong to Jesus, and Jesus has his word for you to sustain you in this life and into the next in his care. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormattrichard.org or visit Zion Lutheran Church's website at www.zionglinner.org. The Lord bless and keep you.